0: Welcome to 17 Weeks, the show that gives you real-time perspective of NFL stars living through the weekly grind of the season. Real NFL players, unfiltered, unrestricted, and of course, uninterrupted. Happy holidays, y'all. Let's get it poppin'. Out in Buffalo, we got Cole Beasley. Cole's bills dropped a close one to the Pats on Saturday, but that won't ruin
1: his holiday spirit. I think we partied too hard because we forgot that it was a Christmas sweater party by the end of it.
0: We got Le'Veon Bale in New York. He made headlines this week going
2: up against his old squad, the Steelers. Before the game, I went out there with the team. Before I started my warmth and everything, I made sure I stood at midfield and kind of showed love to everybody.
0: We're also gonna talk Cowboys. They say everything's bigger in Texas. So the big D must stand for big disappointment because that's what the Cowboys season has been. I'll break it all down. We're gonna talk about Christmas traditions, break down X's and O's. And I gotta tell y'all my Offensive Player of the Year. Guys will, too. We're in the final week of the season. Let's go. This is 17 Weeks. Quick timeout. 17 Weeks is brought to you by Uninterrupted and XM. New episodes drop every Thursday and you can listen to them on demand on SiriusXM and for free on the Pandora app. 17 Weeks is also available on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to it, though, be sure to subscribe, give us a rating and share the show on social media. All right, let's get to the show. Cole and the Bills dropped a tough one to the Pats Week 16, but they've got to feel good heading into the postseason. With one week left in the season, we know Bills Mafia is feeling real good right now. Hey, Cole, how do the Bills celebrate Christmas?
1: Oh, well, we had a we had an ugly, uh, ugly Christmas sweater party, um, you know, with within the team. That was pretty cool. Everybody got together and had some food and drank a little bit. Had a good time enjoyed each other that was at the it was a place called the grange uh, in buffalo so, so we, were, we rented out the spot we went there had music playing it was it was cool had some good times yeah i don't know that's what it was supposed to be a contest and they never announced a winner so i think we partied too hard because we forgot i feel like everybody forgot that it was uh it was a christmas sweaty sweater party by the uh, end of it i i sure as hell did we're, we're having too good we were having too good of a time to even worry about it man i had a game of thrones one I don't even remember what it said. I just got a quick one. I didn't even try to win. I was going for the camaraderie. <laughs> yeah, he, we had friends over. We had uh, Matt Barkley brought his kids over today, and they, they wrestled upstairs in the playroom for about two hours straight. They were exhausted after after they're done. Those kids get so physical with each other, man. It's crazy. It's crazy watching them just roughhouse together because well, he, he has two boys too. And they're close to the same age as mine, so they're just going up there, roughhousing in the bounce house. Everybody probably cried at least once, so it was a good time. No, and nobody got seriously injured, but had have had a few cries. I'm gonna get all the receivers something. I'm sure John Brown's gonna get all the receivers some as well. Um, every every year that I've been in the NFL, we've we've exchanged gifts or done something like that. So, and we're running out of time. So I gotta I gotta get the guys something tomorrow. Um, I can bring them for Christmas. I was trying to think while I was out, but I was, I want to, I want to give them something that they'll, they'll all use. I don't want to just give them a gift that they put to the side and don't ever look at it again, you know? So I'm trying to figure out what, what everybody has in common that they'll all like. Yeah. every Everybody does it differently. Usually when we drew, when we would draw names, um, it would be that you'd have like a limit. It'd be something crazy, like a, I don't know, it'd be a $500 limit probably for the person or minimum, sorry, not limit, minimum five hundred dollar minimum or something that you would do. That's usually how it goes.
0: Trey White was the only bill to make the Pro Bowl this year. Hey Cole, what was it like playing with Trey?
1: Yeah man, Trey Trey brings it every day. So it's not it's not a surprise at all that, that he's a he's a Pro Bowl player and you know he really he really should get all pro as well. So I mean he's he's had a hell of a year. He's a young guy and and he's hungry and eager. He's also fun to be around too so he's not just like a robot, a football robot Every day, he's he's a funny dude, man. He brings a lot of life in the locker room. So he's and he's, his locker is like right next to mine, like two down. So we spend a lot of time together. He's a really good dude, man, and and you know he's earned everything that that he's done this year. He works harder hard as anybody, and he he brings it at practice every day. So he's very competitive. He doesn't like to lose in practice or in or in the game. So there's a reason why he's he's doing what he's done this year. Uh, I don't really go against him much because I'm I'm doing stuff mostly in the slot. I've gone against him a few times. We talk back at each other, you know, back and forth a little bit. It's it's all fun though. It's not like we're we're getting serious out there, getting pissed off at each other. But um, I like telling him that he couldn't cover me if he if he had to, you know. So and then he, of course he's gonna argue his end. We kind of just go back and forth a little bit. I've I've gone against him a few times. I like to think I've won them all. <laughs> Lev went up against his former team this week and all
0: we were talking about was him showing up to the stadium in Steelers colors for real. He had a hoodie on. It was black
2: and yellow, black and yellow.
0: How was the reunion game, Lev?
2: It was a fun game, I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> really going against, you know, um, you know, Coach Thomas' game plan. Um, I knew it was gonna be kind of tough on me just cause of the fact that I know what type of, you know, coach he is and, and how much faith and, and how much inspiration that he puts into the players. Um, I know those guys are going to fight hard and play hard. Um, and it felt everything, you know, it felt good over everything to get that win um, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, before the game, I went out there with the team. And before I started my ups and everything, I made sure I stood at midfield and kind of showed love to everybody. Um, I wanted to embrace, you know, anybody who wanted to, you know, come over and say hi or what's up or anything. and talk to them, you know, because you know, I, I miss, you know, a lot of those players um, that I play with. You know, I've been in the league, you know, seven years and— You know, this is my first year, you know, really first or second year, however you want to look at it, but um, playing without them or being without them. And, uh, you know, just to see them, you know, because I haven't seen, you know, most of those guys since the holdout um, and just to see those guys in person and and embrace them and not have to worry about texting them or, or, or FaceTime, you know, really to see them in person, you know, give them some dap, give them a hug. It felt you know, it felt amazing, you know, and I, I you know, I miss, I miss just being around those guys. There's been a lot of guys who, um, you know, still the same people that's just jokey, you know, and they, and they, they made sure they show a lot, of lo- a lot of love. I remember when I was standing at the midfield, the first person I seen was uh, Shazier. That was the first person I seen. And, um, you know, I made sure I made my way over, made my way over to him. Um, uh, You know, I dapped him up, gave him a hug, you know, and we, you know, we hugged each other for a while, Um, you know, and. We just caught up, you know, you know, the quickest that we could, you know, and there was more, more people that came over um, after Shay's year, but he was kind of the first one I seen and, and I embraced um, at midfield, and you know, kind of Coach Tom that came over and. You know, Rosie and, you know, Juju and James Conner and, you know, Coach Randy Fitchner and all the equipment guys and staffs, Kevin Colbert. It was really neat, you know, just to see everybody, you know. then even during the game, you know, if I got a run or some, or if I caught a pass or whatever, maybe if I got the ball, if I had to pick, let's pick up, you know, it was kind of like. Not trash talk back and forth, but it was like some friendly conversation going back and forth. You know, Joe Hayden, you know, obviously he's a special player for a reason just because of the fact that he's such a a humble person. But me and him was kind of talking the whole game, you know, like literally um, having conversations the whole game. You know, just seeing, you know, TJ kind of grow up and and become the special player that he is. Um, It was fun to see him go against. And and we knew it was going to be a tough challenge. He still ended up making a you know game changing play during the game, and their defense was, you know, really, really good. You know, um, I've been playing with those guys, like I said, for my whole career. So it's been those same guys that's been up front, like Kim Hayward and, and, you know, Bud Dupree and Vince Williams, and you know, it's been all kind of like the same guys. So, um, years later now, you know, they know how to gel with each other, and they've been playing real good football. So, um, it was a great challenge for us, and uh, it was, it was really fun. In the biggest game of the week, the Cowboys took on the
0: Eagles in Philly for the keys to the NFC East. I feel like the Cowboys had everything they needed this year. Quarterback, hungry, he wants a new deal. You got linebackers that are young, one you just paid in Jalen Smith. Defensive lineman anchored by Demarcus Lawrence, who has two of the best names ever, Demarcus and then Lawrence. He literally combined DeMarcus Ware and Lawrence Taylor. So he was meant to sack the quarterback. He got paid. Amari Cooper won a contract. He wants to get paid. Zeke out in Cabo, chilling, drinking tequilas, running in the sand. He gets paid. I'm like, bro, this is it. This is a Super Bowl team. And they play like this? And I'm not even talking about in this game in particular. I'm talking about this whole season. What? Now, I'm not going to dog any of my former teammates. Kellen Moore... He went through his rookie woes as an offensive coordinator. It's tough, man. They fired Scott Linehan, who ironically was my coach and also was the coach of Kellen Moore in Detroit. So how much different did you think the offense was going to be if you hired the understudy of the guy you just fired? So it's tough, man, because I feel like Jason Garrett has seen his last days, and he's a nice dude. Every time I see him, he shows love. And it's hard hard not to beat up on the Cowboys. Because they're America's team, right? Jerry Jones loves talking. He loves the limelight. You see a Dallas Cowboy jacket everywhere you go. You could be in New York here, you'll see the Cowboys fan. L.A., you'll see a Cowboy. You can be in Australia, the North goddamn Pole, you're going to see a Cowboys fan. And the team's worth $5 billion. $5 billion with a B. And the reason I bring all that up, not because I'm hating People that know me call me a fake fake cowboy Because I've always talked about playing for them Because I always knew if you bought out With that star on your helmet Your brand would go to a million But the reason I say all that stuff Not because I'm hating It's because with all of that power You're up for criticism With all of that worth You're up for criticism With all that talent You're up for criticism So they should be criticized It's funny man Beginning of the season, it was like, oh, snap, Dak is balling, team is balling, Dak's worth 40 million. Now it's like, team's playing terrible, coach is gonna get fired. Is Dak worth 30 million? Is Zeke worth being the highest paid running back ever? Who are we gonna bring in? It's it's the ups and downs of the NFL season. One thing one thing we do know is the Cowboys are the gift that keeps on giving because regardless of whether you love them or not, you're gonna watch them. It's like Floyd Mayweather. You're gonna watch regardless. Either you want to see him win, or you want to see him lose. So you keep up with your old squad in Dallas. What do you think about the situation in the Big D Cole?
1: Yeah, I watched. I watched a lot of it. I didn't see the whole thing, but it, I, I saw the ending and I saw most of the first half as well. I, I probably missed some in the third quarter. I wanted to. I wanted my guys to win. It was tough to tough to see them going down like that, and know they're hurting. But you know, anything can can still happen. There's, it's not. I mean, the deal isn't sealed yet. So I mean, they just got to keep fighting and keep playing and hope the Eagles lose. That's the only thing you you can't. You're not. You don't have everything in control anymore. So it sucks to watch. I was I was hoping they could pull that one out, but that's tough playing in Philly, I and mean, it's a big rivalry game. Anybody can win that game. It goes either way. We've had some amazing individual performances this year. Michael Thomas. Last week, he passed
0: Marvin Harrison to set the NFL record for most receptions in a season. In Carolina, run CMC, he's setting records of his own. So we asked our guys, who do they have as Offensive Player of the Year? Cole, you know a good receiver when you see one. What's your choice?
1: Man, yeah that's, that's yeah, that's a lot of production, man. And that's a lot of usage, probably. He's, he does a good job, man. He's very dynamic. He can do it in the run game and the passing game. He's a, he's a fun player to watch. It's, it's good to see him uh, doing his thing. Uh, there's some good, there's some good candidate candidates in there this year. You know, like you said, with with Michael Thomas doing that, it's kind of hard. That makes it tough. I mean, he did something that nobody's ever done. You know what I mean? So that's that's one thing to consider. Um, and I, I feel like lots of people like to give it to the quarterbacks, though. So you know, Lamar Lamar Jackson's having a hell of a year. He could be one, and then like you said Christian McCaffrey's doing what he's doing. I wonder if they they consider like wins and losses in that too as well or if it's just like a statistical thing. How do they vote for that by the way? I like Christian McCaffrey cuz he does it. I mean, I feel like it's hard for a running back to do it in in multiple ways like he does it, so that's that's pretty cool to be able to have such an impact in the passing game and and in the run game. I like McCaffrey, but I'm biased though. I don't know. I mean, we we practiced against him in the uh, in the offseason and I got to spend a little time with him. We talked about routes and stuff. So I want him to win. <laughs> I, I, f- I feel like I feel like I got a piece of it. I get a piece of that.
0: So my offensive player of the year, of course, is Lamar, bro. Like you can't talk about any type of playmaker. Forget offense, just offense, defense, special teams. Lamar is the man. He will be the MVP. But outside of that, I'll show Michael Thomas some love. Though here's the thing. He has one more week left. He had 140. That passes Marvin Harrison, who was an absolute legend. And Marvin Harrison, a little undersized. wasn't going to outjump you. It wasn't like he was running a 4-2. It wasn't like a short Tyreek Hill type. Um, he was a decent-sized technical route runner with good speed and great hands. And I don't want to take anything away from how he did it, But Michael Thomas's journey to 145 this season was more difficult. Think about it. Marvin Harrison had a young Reggie Wayne next to him. He also was catching from Peyton Manning. He played with Edrin James. These are Hall of Fame caliber dudes. Um, And then his route running, he wasn't wasn't running a ton of deep routes. You know, they were really proficient at nickel and diamonds. Not to say he was catching screen balls and easy catches. No, not by any means. Marvin Harrison would catch over the middle, take a shot, and keep on moving. He was tough. Tough, tough. But Michael Thomas, he played a handful of games catching the ball from Teddy Bridgewater. Now, I'm not knocking Teddy, but Teddy ain't no Drew Brees. He also doesn't have, like, a true number two. Not to mention, there is no Edron James in the backfield. Now, Kamara is good, but Kamara also didn't have the year everybody expected. I think losing Mark Ingram was a bigger blow than this offense thought. So the fact that he was catching the rock from Drew Brees and every single game teams were coming in, stop Michael Thomas would have a good shot at stopping this team. And they still couldn't. That's why you have to respect what he's doing. And I heard, bro, he don't go out. He don't go hard. He don't kick it. He just takes care of his body. Like, you know how LeBron once said he spends like $1 or $2 million taking care of his body? I heard Michael Thomas is similar. Like, he just goes home. He has massage therapy. You know, he got the chamber like Michael Jackson. He does it all. So I like, I like that when I hear about dudes that they put the party and the lifestyle on hold because they're like, fuck it. I only got a short window to be great. Everything else can wait. As everyone jockeys for playoff position, our guys weighed in on how much home field really matters. After all, road teams have done pretty well this year. Where's the toughest
1: place to play, Cole? This year on the road, I would say I'd say Pittsburgh was was tough and uh, New England had a good crowd too. Toughest stadium I ever I've ever played in though was Seattle probably. It's just so loud there. But not we didn't play them this year, but just in in general. Toughest road place for me, I think
0: I've shared a few of them this season. Philly was crazy. But that was regular season. Buffalo was wild. But that was early in the year, so I didn't play there when it was cold. I never had a chance to play in New England. Every time I was supposed to play there, I got banged up. I didn't make the trip. The toughest place to play for me was Lambeau. I remember playing them in the playoffs. Wild card. They beat us twice. I'm playing for the Minnesota Vikings. We draw them in a wild card. And, of course, we're on the road because they beat us twice. And oh, man, those fans, it just felt like they were right behind you. But they weren't really mean or nasty. Like, you know how you hear certain stadiums and guys will come out and say, oh, man, they're racist or I heard some really, really bad things or these dudes did their research to talk about my mama or they'll, like, they'll say something that, like, only you know that is on some really obscure, like, report on you, like, the bad fans and other places would be like oh yeah oh yeah that's why I heard you can't read (laughs) I heard you peed on yourself till you was 14 like they'll say something like that you would be like damn man where'd you find that from (laughs) but like Green Bay wasn't like that like they just they would just point out stuff that happened like and that was almost worse They'd be like, Burleson, you run subpar routes. He'd be like, damn, what? You you can't catch the out route. He'd be like, golly, these dudes, they really know their X's and O's. But they never were nasty. They just were, they were just cool. And maybe it's like that because you're winners. You know what I'm saying? When you really think about the worst places to play, there's something about them not winning that makes them who they are. It's like, It's like the bully with self-esteem issues. Like, if you're that fan, if you're that fan that goes personal, curses people out, says racist stuff, stereotypes. If you talk about a dude's mama, if you say something so mean and malicious that you want to hurt their feelings, I want you to go home, and as you're wiping that face paint off, and you're walking down to the basement of your mama's house, and you're, you're eating that that hot pocket for dinner, I want you to just ask yourself, are you really happy with yourself? For real, because some of you dudes, man, I'll be like, damn, bro, like, you, you really bold enough to say that right now? And I haven't even said nothing to you. That has to be self-esteem issues. Has to be. But uh, toughest place to play, Lambeau in the playoff. As we approach week 17... The hot topic has been teams talking about resting their starters. We already know the AFC's top team, the Ravens, and they will be resting Lamar Jackson as expected. Cole, what's your thoughts on resting
1: your stars? I think if you have some guys that are banged up, it's a chance to um, rest those guys and, and, you know, give them a week to kind of get their feet back up under them and, and almost like a bye week for those guys to get their, their body healthy. But um, it's also good to play too, man. Um, you know you might think just taking a week off might not matter but sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't But we're expecting to play so I, i'm i'm guessing that's what it'll be but i don't know they they want to give me a break then cool if not i'm ready to play i don't know if, if most if the guys are out there i want to be out there so i don't want to be like one of the few that's not playing you know what i mean so i mean if josh is out there i want to be out there with him so that's kind of how i feel about the situation Speaking of playoffs, the college football playoff starts this weekend as number
0: one LSU takes on number four Oklahoma and number two Ohio State takes on number three Clemson. We asked our guys who they got winning it all.
2: And the college football playoffs are set. They are set. You know, you got LSU, you got Ohio State, you got Clemson, and you got Oklahoma. And (laughs) this is going to be one of the best college college football playoffs we done seen. Um, I think all four teams are capable of winning the ch- uh, championship. Um, if I had to pick, if I had to pick, I'm gonna go ahead and go with. Uh, I'm gonna pick LSU and Ohio State going to the finals. Um, I feel like those two have been the best football teams throughout the whole year. They they never had really a bad game. I feel like I mean they both been playing great football, playing against some good football teams and really smacked them in the mouth. Um, so it's going to be a fun game once, once, once LSU and Ohio State actually play. Um, I'm putting, I'm put my money on those two teams playing. And if I had to pick out of those two teams, I'm going to go ahead and be a little biased. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm a big 10 guy from Columbus, Ohio, even though I didn't go to Ohio State, but I'm a big 10 guy from Ohio. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go with the Buckeyes, man. I hope those guys get it done this year. Um, you know, I feel like that coach been doing a great job. I feel like they got the best defensive player in the world or in the, in the country, um, they're, they're young quarterbacks and playing amazing and fantastic. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Ohio State. Jalen? College football playoffs. LSU number one.
3: They playing um, Oklahoma, who's number four. I'm conflicted about this game. Let me come back to that. And then Ohio I'm conflicted about both of these games. I'm not going to lie. Because I like, I like LSU. I'm not going to lie. I like LSU a lot. I think they quarterback the real deal. I think they whole team the real deal, honestly. Coach O, I, I think their whole team is the real deal. I like LSU a lot. That they would probably be my favorite, to be honest, to win the whole thing. But I'm kinda I'm going for, uh eh, I don't know. I'm kind of going for Oklahoma just because I want to see Jalen Hurts. Um, I want to see him win it. I do. Cause he he been through a lot and he uh he stayed the course. I feel like he did things the right way. He was doubted, um, kept grinding. And now look at him you know, with another team doing what people said he wasn't going to be able to do, led him to the college football playoffs and can lead him to the championship and and possibly win it, you know, without Bama. Like, you know, Bama didn't make him or or carry him. They were just, you know, a part of his journey, but he's continued his success, even with a whole whole other school. So I'm kind of, I'm a fan of him and I'm kind of going for them a little bit. But at the same time, I'm going for Clemson just because they an ACC team. They got to represent for the ACC. Florida State's struggling right now. Hey, we just got a new coach though. Florida State, we just got a new coach. We didn't get Dion. I was kind of going for Dion just so we can bring prime time back because uh, he would have got all the recruits. But um, we just got a new coach at uh, Florida State. We just got the Memphis coach. He's been successful everywhere he's been. So I'm hoping he can recruit some dogs, not just guys, based off of stars but actually good players who gonna fit the scheme and who gonna go out there and play with that mentality that Florida State known to play with and hopefully we can be back at the top where we belong but yeah I gotta go for Clemson just off the strength of the ACC and they've been doubted so much they haven't been talked about a lot this year I feel like and they I mean what they still undefeated still doing what they've been doing for two years straight three nah since since Deshaun was there, they still doing the same thing, and they ain't being talked about right now just because, I guess, you know, people be hating on the ACC. We still running it anyway. Ohio State, uh, I'm a fan of Chase Young. How can you not be right? He, uh, That's probably one of the only, since like the Honey Badger, that's one of the only players on defense who you could look at and be like, yo, that dude can win Heisman for real. Like, he, he affect every single play. In Ohio State, I don't know who their D line coach is, who they DN coach is. They done got Big Bosa, then Lil Bosa, who really Big Bosa, and then Chase Young, they finna have back to back to back top five picks. Top three picks. And back to back to back years. That's crazy. Joey went three. Right? Yeah, Joey went three. He was in my draft class. Then Nick went two, right? Nick went two. Watch Chase, gonna go number one. That's just how it's gonna work. Three, two, one. Watch. Or he might go four. It might go three. It might do that. But I, I say he's gonna be the number one pick. So I'm a fan of him. So I'm kind of conflicted on both of these college football games. But if I'm being realistic, I got LSU versus Clemson in the Natty. And I actually got Clemson winning it all again. Just because they so doubt it right now. I think they're gonna, they gonna have a chip on their shoulder out of more than any other other team. So I got LSU versus Clemson with Clemson winning it all.
1: Here's Cole. I've seen so wait, so we have LSU, Clemson, is Alabama in it? See I, I haven't seen Ohio State or Oklahoma play. I've seen the other two play. And I like I like LSU right now. Um their quarterback's playing his ass off playing playing really, really well. Um but that's just just from those two teams that I've seen, I've, I'll just say LSU right now. But I don't, I haven't seen Oklahoma or Ohio State play, so I don't even know what they look like. I don't know. See, I don't even know much about teams. I, I more know, more so know about players, and it's always been like that in my life. I've, I've been like a fan of players more so than teams. I was a like I was a Kobe fan, then he left, so now I don't care anything about the Lakers. But I was a Laker fan when he was there, so it's kind of how I think about things. And I was a Welker fan more than a New England fan um, when he was playing and before I was playing. Or actually, it was Randy Moss first, and then I became a Welker fan. I followed Randy everywhere, bro. He's my favorite player ever. So when he went to New England, I was like, all right, Patriots are my favorite team. <laughs> but not anymore, guys. Don't worry. I'm going to play for the Bills now, and, and Randy doesn't play for them anymore, so I care less. <laughs> you know, B- Bills Mafia is about to slug it out with me right now. Tis the season
0: to open gifts with loved ones, sit on the couch, watch some sports, sip on a little something, eat a whole bunch of food, and enjoy that quality time. Luckily, none of our guys are playing on Christmas, so we asked our guys about their holiday traditions. What's Christmas like in the Bale household?
2: This is always my favorite time of the year. You know, this year I got my, my daughter with me and then she, I'm not gonna lie, I spoil her, I spoil her a lot. So, um, Christmas is always kind of tougher for, for, you know, younger babies who kind of low key get what they want most of the time. You know, but this year, um, I made sure I try to go all out for her and let her really enjoy, um, her Christmas morning with me because, um, this is her first one. She's two years old. So, um, uh, last year she was with her mom. This year she's with me. And it's, it feels amazing to be able to do this for her. Um, and not only her, but obviously the rest of my family too. You know, my, my mom and, and my little brothers and cousins, nieces, and nephews, uh, especially the younger kids. It's always fun to kind of see their faces when, when they wake up in the morning and they have the excitement because they get the open presents. Um, that's, that's been sitting under the tree for, you know, weeks. Um, and they've been dying to open it. Um, and see what they got. So um, it's always exciting. You know, a little bit of tradition we always do. Um, Well, obviously, we always kind of spend it together. Um, But um, this year was a little different. Um, Obviously, I'm in the midst of the season. Um, So everybody kind of came up to me. Um, You know, my family from back home in Columbus, Ohio, Um, just about everybody got, you know, got the opportunity to, you know, get off work and get some time. All drove up here to New Jersey and we went to this cabin where we all stayed in the cabin, had matching, you know, pajamas and, you know, just time to bond with each other. And we all went up there and, 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 you know, just really just spent a lot of family time together. Um, which was neat to me because I never had anything like that before. Um, so, um, it was really, it was really fun and enjoyable this year. Um, I'm glad, you know, um, Coach Gates gave, gave us a day off. Uh, so we can enjoy that whole full day with our families and, and see our little kids and nephews and nieces wake up in the morning and, and see that excitement on their face. You know, it was neat. And um, I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. And, and I'm wishing everybody a Happy New Year because it's going to be, you know, I think 2020 is going to be a special year. Not only for me, but for a lot of people that I'm around and a lot of people that I know. And I'm hoping um, it's a special year for for everybody
1: that's listening. What's Christmas like in the Beasley household? Well so far we've kept it alive we've gotten a real tree every year that's kind of all we got right now <laughs> my kids are so young it's hard to like I mean only one of them really knows what's kind of really going on and you can explain it to them so it's hard to really get anything started yet you know as a kid as a kid I always had so much fun at at Christmas and I feel bad because now that I'm playing football in the NFL we're always you're usually working on Christmas you don't you don't really get much time off so I can't go. Spend time with family when I was little we would do a big like I would go to my mom's parents There'd be tons of people there and we'd eat open presents do all the all the deal whatever Christmas Eve And then Christmas Day or we'd go to my dad's side and there'd be tons of people there too doing the same thing so Christmas was and Thanksgiving was always really big when I was growing up and it hadn't been like that yet for my kids and I hate that it hasn't but it's kind of what it is with with the job that I do so kind of sucks but hopefully we'll uh we'll get to have some real ones later down the road with where, where all my family will be there I won't even it'll just be me and my wife and, and my three kids for for this Christmas so that's that's going to actually be a first for me probably Or I didn't have any family here but it's just we're all the way in Buffalo now so it's tough my mother-in-law got got them this cool little I don't know some type of vehicle they can ride in. I think they'll think that's sweet. They can drive themselves. Little little four four wheeler type deal. It's pretty cool. Other than that, Ace has always been wanting this big giant Hot Wheels set, so I got that for him that I'm gonna have to put together, and he'll he'll love that. He loves Hot Wheels. He loves cars and stuff. And Everett's happy with pretty much anything Spider Man. He got tons of Spider Man gear, so he's gonna act like it's the coolest thing ever, even though he already has tons of Spider Man stuff.
0: I don't really buy gifts. Right now, I just give gifts to my wife, and uh, she handles everything else. She gets the gifts for my extended family. She'll buy gifts for my daughter. The boys are easy. They're 15 and 13, so I got sneakers and Nike gear. I don't really buy gifts um, because I, I. this sounds kind of corny, but it's true. I treat the people I love like... Every day is their birthday. Every day is Christmas. I make a lot of money and I invest it properly. And I give myself liquid cash to take care of folks. I don't ask for money back. I don't like to be paid back. Um, I give gifts year round. If somebody needs something for Christmas, I usually give it to them. But uh, I'm not a big gift giver because Christmas is just a holiday, man. How you spoil people people should be an entire season. I do remember when I was young, though, I got these D-Browns with the pump action. (laughs) And I wore them things so much That one game I, I subbed in And I was sliding around on the court Like they were, the bottoms were so slick And worn out It was like church shoes And <laughs> I remember my brother was like Man you need to throw them shits away Because Them shoes are worn out I love them shoes And another Christmas Some years before that I got Skull Castle With He-Man in it You know what I'm saying And Skeletor The bad guy power of gray skull feel me i remember that i think year before that i got thundercats i was really into toys as you can tell i'm kind of animated as a person so if you got me toys when i was younger i was good money it's time to wrap this episode with another edition of quick outs No pun intended, but you get it? Wrap? Wrap this episode? All right, come on, y'all gonna have to keep up. This is the part of the show where our guys share their quick takes on off-the-field passions, hobbies, and whatever else makes them more than athletes. Today, we're talking all about Christmas. Cole, who is the
1: hardest family member to shop for? I would say my dad. Because he, I mean, he doesn't really, my dad doesn't need much, so it's hard to know what to get him, you know? Maybe my wife, too. She doesn't need much either, so it makes it hard to shop for her as well. What's your favorite Christmas song or movie? I'm not like the type of guy at Christmas that wants to play Christmas music, no. I know some people get in like their, like I'm more of like, let's watch some Christmas movies. As far as music goes, no, I don't, I don't really care for Christmas music that much. I actually watched Home Alone the other day. Ooh, Elf Solid, I actually named my daughter after his like girlfriend in that movie. I don't know why I didn't think of that until just now. Yeah, Elf's a great movie. No, no Christmas album for me right now, man. I don't have enough time for a Christmas album. Ooh, now
0: that's a good question. Shout out to The Christmas Story and shout out to Home Alone. Those are the goats. I hope you enjoyed this episode of 17 Weeks. This show is brought to you by Uninterrupted and SiriusXM. You can listen to it on demand on SiriusXM or for free on the Pandora app. The show is also available on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. Wherever you listen, be sure to subscribe so you can get notified when new episodes drop every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, which I know you do, bro, name another podcast like this. You can't. Okay, then. Well, if that's the case, share the show. Spread the love. You feel me? I'm your host, Nate Burleson. Shout out to my co-hosts, On Bell, Jalen Ramsey, and Cole Beasley. The show is produced by Gabe Goodwin, Ben Redmond, Mike Midas, Matt Ford, Joshua Rodriguez, and my guy, Paul Iden. Sound design and music by Steve Porter Our executive producer T.D. St. Matthew Daniel for Uninterrupted Shout out on this week's episode to Colin Kaepernick What up, Cap? Those new Air Force Ones are something serious Till next week It's 17 weeks
2: We out